All right, this is Brian Chu. Welcome to my Discipleship Podcast. Thank you, friends and listeners around the world, where my number one goal for this podcast and for my life is to help you grow in your faith so that you can have an intimate relationship with Jesus and while you're here on this earth, discover your purpose in life. So we're in a series right now talking about relationships, talking about marriage. And Melissa and I have the wonderful privilege to counsel a young couple that's getting married next year. And as we sit down with this couple, we're just going to ask them some simple questions on our first meeting. And I wish some people had asked me before I got married. I think I would have saved Melissa and our kids a lot of heartache. So number one, we're going to talk about finances. Should both spouses work? What are your thoughts about spending, savings, or investments? Or how do you make big decisions when there's a disagreement or difference in opinions? Let's talk about sex, intimacy. What are your thoughts and expectations for frequency? And when you have kids, how do you maintain that important part of your relationship? How about vacations? Do you take one a year, one with the whole family? What are your thoughts? Now, how about in-laws? How do you interact? What are the boundaries? How about holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas? Do you stay home and let the in-laws visit you? Or do you alternate and visit them? Now, how do you handle aging or dying parents? What's the best way to take care of them? Is it a good idea to live with your parents? And then, when you have children, how many children do you want? There's a big difference when you go from one or two kids to three. You need a bigger car, a bigger house. There's more expenses. So these are some of the questions we're going to ask them. Here's a big one. How about sleepovers? Are you going to allow your kids to sleep at other people's homes? Are you going to let other kids sleep at your house? How about sports for your kids? Now, Melissa and I, we both have a background growing up playing sports. But now that we have three children, we have been introduced to the world of club sports. Now, I'm not sure if these existed when I grew up. I'm not sure if my parents would have let me go because, listen, it's a big time and financial commitment. I know there's a lot of benefits. I know parents that love club sports, and I know some parents who are against club sports. So the questions go on and on. The list is endless. But my goal when we meet with this young couple is just to ask them some basic questions, some goals, expectations for their future marriage. Today's podcast is called, What is Love? Friends, love is essential to every successful relationship, friendship, family interactions, and especially in marriage. Now, there are different definitions, categories, or types of love. For example, you may say, hey, I love my wife and I love pizza. But do you love your wife the same as pizza? Hopefully not. And I may say, you know what? I love God, but I also love to play golf. Now, is my love for God the same as my love for golf? Hopefully not. Now watch this. In the English language, we only have one word for love, but the Greeks use different words for love. Now for this podcast, we're going to look at four types of love in the Greek language. Number one is phileo, and that's a brotherly love. It's the bond between two friends. 
It's the most general word for love, but it's friendship with an obligation. Have you heard of the city called Philadelphia? It's called the city of brotherly love. We see this in John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another, if you have phileo for one another. Well, here's an example. I may run into a friend and say, hey, John, I love you. But there's no confusion because we understand that it's a phileo love, a brotherly love, that we're just friends. We're not family members. And to be very clear, it's not a romantic eros love, which we'll talk about later. In some cultures, you'll see two friends kiss each other on the cheek. Like when I go to Brazil or some other countries, it's very common when they greet me to kiss me on the cheek, a guy or a girl. It's very common. Now, Judas, when he kissed Jesus, the problem was that Judas only had a phileo love for Jesus a brotherly love, a kiss on the cheek. He did not have an agape love, which we'll talk about later. Proverbs 27.10 says, Don't go to your relatives when you're in trouble. A friend nearby is better than relatives far away. For an example, I have friends that I know better than my own family because very often we spend time with our friends more than our own family. Now, as you're listening right now, you probably have closer relationships with your friends, a phileo love, than your own family. The second type of love we'll talk about is called storge. This is the love for your family members, relatives, or a parent's love for their children. Romans 12.10 says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love a family type of love. Storge love is based on a biological fact by birth. Now, when a baby is born, there's an automatic love for that child that you cannot explain. That's storge love. Or for an example, you got that crazy uncle. You don't like him. You only love him because he's part of your family. Storge love involves respect. When you get married, you instantly inherit family, mother-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law. There's a respect, a storge love because of your marriage. Now, you may not like them, but you love them because you're part of their family. Here's an example. You're invited to a family function and you really don't want to go, but you're obligated to go because it's your wife's family. It involves respect. That's the storge type of love. The third type of love in Greek is the word eros. This, my friends, is a sensual or romantic type of love. 1 Corinthians 7, verses 8 through 9, I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain as I am, but if they don't have self-control, they should marry, for it's better to marry than to burn with desire. That's eros, a sensual or romantic love. It's simply based on physical attraction. It's what we see in the movies or on television. It's a deep longing, a craving, a desire for another person. For example, a man can see a woman 
that he's never met and say, I am in love with them. That's purely a physical attraction and eros, a romantic, sensual type of love. Now, eros can lead to problems if not properly controlled. Back in the days of Jesus and Paul, the Greeks named a god eros. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, you can read that in 1 Corinthians 6, about this problem. Corinth actually means corrupt because they had the largest Eros temple with male and female prostitutes and homosexuals. People would actually worship the god Eros by going to the temple and having sex on the altar. Friends, this same problem exists today, the god of Eros. Now, the fourth type of love we're going to talk about now, the one we need for relationships with people, the one we need as believers, the one we need for our spouse and children, it's called agape. It's God's love for people. It's unconditional and even a love for your enemy. John 3.16 says, For God so loved, or agape, the world. Matthew 5.44 says, even our love for our enemies. Agape is responsible, unconditional, unemotional, and constant. It's simply a decision to love someone. You have a love for someone without reason. 1 John 4, 8 says, Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Friends, God never gives a reason or a condition on why he loves us. Agape is a generous move or action by a person for the sake of another person. And we see that in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son for us. And then we see it in Romans 5:5, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Friend you cannot experience or know this agape love without God. God gives us this type of love when we give it back to Him and to others. All the other types of love, phileo, storge, and eros, are possible without God, but not agape. So let's look closely at some differences between agape love, which is unconditional, versus the other types of love. Now, phileo, remember, it's the love between friends, but it has an obligation. You feel obligated to your friend because they did something for you. Or that's how we pick our friends. We like each other. We click together. Or you're friends with somebody because we look the same. They're sporty and we like sports. They have the same fashion taste. Or maybe our personalities. We get along together. You see, in phileo, there's a compatibility. You have common interests. But there's expectations. I expect you to do this, and if you don't, I'm upset. There's conditions with phileo. We meet each other's needs. And if my needs are not being met, then that ruins the relationship. This creates a lot of pressure, and it's a danger zone for a relationship, especially in a marriage. Because most people get married with this type of love, a phileo love, where there's an obligation. There's a constant pressure in the marriage because your spouse is not meeting your needs and expectations and conditions 
and then that causes you to be mad or upset at them. Now let's look at storge, which is the love out of a family relationship versus agape. You only love that person because they're your family. You only love your spouse because you're married. Here's an example. You're driving down the road and you see a brother or a family member and their car's broken down. You feel obligated to stop and help them even if you don't want to, even if you don't like them. There's an obligation. The problem in a marriage is you only do something for your spouse because you're married. You feel obligated and out of relationship versus agape, unconditional love for your spouse. A wife may say, I'm only going to cook tonight because we're married. Or a husband may say, I'm only going to work because I have to provide for my family. And the problem with this is a husband and wife will stay together because of the kids. And once the children are grown up, it leads to divorce. John 15, 15 says, No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. Psalm 25 says, God reveals his covenants and secrets to his friends. You see, a servant can be in the house, but they don't know everything that's going on. A servant has a responsibility and is expected to do things. Friends share their deep thoughts and secrets. Sometimes a spouse will keep secrets, hide money, and do things without telling their spouse. Here's a true test of your marriage. Do you tell your husband everything that you say to your friends? Husbands, can you talk to your wife like you talk to your friends? You should be able to talk to your spouse the same as you talk to a friend. Because the moment you get married, you are instantly related by marriage, but your friendship should develop over time. Sharing the secrets of your heart to one another, your hurts, your feelings, your goals in life. When you have a problem, you should go to your wife and not your friends. In your marriage, be careful of doing things out of obligation versus unconditional agape love. Now the last one, we'll look at eros, the sensual, erotic love versus agape. Eros is 100% flesh. Let me say that again. Eros is 100% flesh. It's emotions, feelings, selfish, and conditional. It's simply a chemical reaction. You have desires and self-satisfaction and pleasure is your number one goal. The problem with Eros, it deals with our senses, smell, hearing, sight, and touch. God designed our body to have a chemical reaction when your senses are stimulated but that should be for your spouse only. Now don't ever confuse chemical reactions with love. Friend, only your spouse should stimulate you and cause those chemical reactions, not someone at work or on the internet. You'll hear this popular statement, love is a feeling, but pure love is agape. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. It's unconditional. You see, the movies and books tell you that sex is love, but sex, my friends, is not love. It's one of the ways that you express your love. 
Now, I know in this podcast, we went through that very quickly, but let me close here. Phileo is brotherly love. It's the bond between friends. Storge is family love. It's a parent's love for their children. Eros is erotic, sensual, or romantic love. And the fourth one, the most important that we all need, is agape love. It's God's love, which is unconditional. So Lord, I pray for every listener right now that they would receive your agape love, which is unconditional. And as they receive your love, let them pour that back to you. Let them have agape love towards their co-workers, their friends, family members, and to their spouse if they're married, and to their children. Friends, thank you so much for listening today. Please keep me in your prayers. Next month, I head to India. In October, Melissa will be in the Dominican Republic. And then our last trip will be in November. I'll head to Tanzania. If you feel led and want to sow a seed, please go to www.nowhope.org and sow a seed to send us into the nations to make disciples. Until the next episode, I pray that you would continue to grow in your faith and discover your purpose in life. Peace out.